Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Ladies and gentlemen, on behalf of the California Angels and the City of Los Angeles, on the occasion of Her Majesty's royal visit, please welcome internationally renowned opera star Enrico Palazzo. Yes, he's in the intensive care ward at Our Lady of the Worthless Miracle. You should have been pulled in the forefront they have faith in you. You should have been pulled in the fifth that they had faith in you. And you. Greetings and welcome to the Palazzo Podcast. Today we're going to have a little bit of fun. We're going to switch it up. There's no Christopher Deary. He is on sabbatical this week. Make sure you check out Deary's appearance on The Wire with Adam Howe and Kevin Hastings, a quality podcast where Christopher Deary shows you just why he's one of the most underrated intelligent fantasy analysts in the game today. For today's show, it's real simple. Gogi's going to go on Reddit to the Fantasy Baseball subreddit, and he's going to look at an endless smorgasbord of trade offers, ad drops. The Anything Goes thread on the Fantasy Baseball subreddit is filled every day with an endless cry for help. And Govier is going to try to provide as much help as he can in an endless scroll of Redditors' hopes and dreams from a fantasy perspective. This is a new take on the show. We're doing something different today. We always try to do something new or creative. Switch things up on occasion. We all love tradition, but it's good to get out of your comfort zone and try something different. So strap yourselves in and get ready for a doozy of an episode on the Palazzo Podcast. Take it away, boy! Utah, give me two. Give me two. What's up, everybody? Michael Govier here. It is the Palazzo Podcast. Two L's, two Z's. Utah. Give me, give me two. two. Utah, give me two. Utah, give me two. How you doing? It's Friday, 5 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time, July 8th. You're setting your lineups. You're getting ready for the weekend. It's going to be a doozy of a good time. You're my boy, Blue. Blue is my boy. Unfortunately, Deary's not here, so my boy will not be here to help. But today I'm going to do something different. I'm just going to do... Scrolling of Reddit. That's right. I'm going into the depths of the Anything Goes thread, and I'm going to break it down. There's a lot of trade offers in the Anything Goes thread. I spend a fair amount of time in there. I really wish I spent more time in there, believe it or not, because I find the Anything Goes thread is its just no holes barred. Just like Hogan versus Zeus in no holes barred, the ultimate showdown. Uh, I find it to be a really, really useful space because I get to see what kind of trade offers are going down, lineup decisions, whether it's 10 team, 12 teams, 14 teamers, points leagues, cats leagues, roto, everything gets covered in the anything goes thread. And I'm a fan of that. I like that. So I want to be exposed to different things and different ideas. And even if I don't agree with them, I'm going to get that in the anything goes thread. It's a good time. 
Good Times Noodle Salad. Yes, I know, it's shocking. This is a friend of mine. Last, yesterday, yeah, last, yesterday, I had Johnny, Le- hey, what's up, Small? Small's in the house. What up? Show. Good to see you, Smalls. How you doing? You got your lineup set, Smalls? You ready to go for this weekend? You ready to rock? You feel good? I feel great. I feel good. I feel great. I feel wonderful. Don't you? Bobby, how you doing, Bobbo? Can I call you Bobbo, Bob? Is that okay? Let me know if that flies or not. Some people don't like that. So I want to get it as close to enjoyable for you, Bob, as I possibly can. You can follow us on Twitter, like I said, Plausible Podcast 2 LTVs. Utah. Give me two. The Discord is free. The Discord link is pinned at the top of that Twitter feed. So you can go in the Discord and go to town. Dynasty. We've got Christian Crespo, Benjamin Chase, and Mr. Phil Goyette. All three of them talk prospects and they know them well. In fact, Benjamin and Phil are part of the Plasso Podcast. Prospects Power Half Hour every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time. We started an MLB mock draft because the MLB draft is coming up in about nine days or so once the all-star break begins on July 17th so we only got through five picks which you know it's, that sucks yeah that's kind of like well you got to do better than that but we're gonna do as much as we can on the next show by going longer than 30 minutes yes the Palazzo podcast prospects power half hour could be an hour or more next week as we try to get through the entire first round of the MLB draft, our mock draft. So if you want to check out what we did for the first five picks, check out that video on our YouTube channel, or if you're into audio, you prefer just listening, you're an audible learner, find us on your favorite podcast platform. I assure you the Plaza Podcast 2L, 2Zs, is Give me two. there. All right, hey, Andy, what's up, Andy? Hey now, all right, what's up, my man? How you doing? How you living? How you living? What up, though? I'm living... Pretty good. You know, the weekend's here. It's rainy. It's shitty weather. If the Tigers were home right now, they might have a cancellation on their hands. But the Tigers are on the road in Chicago, which is only a couple hours away. Wow, dude. So maybe they're going to have some problems there. If you guys live in Chicago, let me know what the weather's like over there. And Bob says, I can call him Bobo, so it's been confirmed. There it is. All right. Thank you, Bobo. Appreciate that very much. Hey, start playing them. What's cooking? By the way, all these people are in the live chat. If you're hearing the audio version of this later... And you're wondering where all these names are coming from? It's because they're in the live chat, which you could be a part of every show. Star Platinum says, Joe Barlow, out as closer in Texas. Who do you like? It's funny you mentioned this, Star Platinum, because I wrote about this on the Palazzo Podcast Patreon, which starts for as little as $3. Utah, give me three. And you can be in there getting stuff like Govier's guys, which I wrote about the other night. And in Govier's guys, I mentioned how Joe Barlow was on the fritz and he was struggling, hadn't had a save since June 22nd, off the top of my head. And I thought Jose LeClerc, the man who came back from Tommy John surgery, could take over as the Texas Rangers closer. He's had a couple of two inning outings recently, didn't give up any runs, struck out a few guys. And I think it's a really, really enjoyable story to see Jose Leclerc come all the way back from Tommy John surgery, the long haul, the long road to redemption and become the Texas Rangers closer. So I'm going with Leclerc right now, but you know, I wouldn't blame anybody for going. Oh, oh my God. Oh my God. We're going to get feedback. I'm going to get fired. I look around the roster there on the Rangers and they got a lot of options in their bullpen. So this very much could be a committee situation and I wouldn't deny that, but my, 
My bet is Jose Leclerc. I really think Leclerc is a guy to take a look at. Of course, maybe Matt Moore? Matt Moore taking over as a closer. That's a guy I actually liked about six weeks ago, a month ago. And Matt Moore's still in that bullpen. Some people might like Dennis Santana, the former Dodger. They got a lot of options. Got Garrett Richards for crying out loud. You know, they might not just... Kobe Allard could be their closer. I like him. They got a lot of arms I like. So the more I'm saying this out loud and talking it out, Star Platinum, maybe Jose Leclerc is a pipe dream. I just want to create a narrative for myself. The truth is, I'm going to go more Santana or Leclerc. That's my top three. That's my top three right there. Okay? Deadline 63. Kakaw! Hope <laughs> all are well on this fine Friday. Kakaw! Is that from Bottle Rocket? Kakaw! Kakaw! Remember where Dignan always does the Kakaw call? That's <laughs> so funny. I love Bottle Rocket. It's still one of my favorite Wes Anderson movies. Definitely, definitely holds up. Andy says he's doing great, man. Love the pod. Our Tigers are playing okay. They are playing okay, actually. The Tigers are not total trash. Some people might say, well, you know, the Tigers, they can't hit. They don't play great defense. They don't really do much of anything in particular. Their pitching has been absolutely decimated, which is true. It has been decimated, but I got to tell you, they're playing a little better right now, and Riley Green is starting to make that bat sing sweet magical music. Isn't it beautiful what Riley Green can do with the baseball butt and with his glove? He's an elite defender, too. The guy is awesome. God, I love Riley Green. My favorite Tigers. Very excited about that. The Tigers have the White Sox tonight. The Tigers are playing two nights. It's real. I never miss a game. Well, I do miss a lot of games, frankly. I just can't watch the Tigers every night. Because, you know, I play fantasy baseball. So I'm really a fan of my fantasy squads. Although, you know, the Tigers will always be my team. But Chris Illich sucks as an owner. He really sucks the life out of the fun. But... If the Tigers get on a roll here, maybe they'll turn my heart around. Turn. What's, isn't that a song called, like, Turn Your Heart Around? Turn your heart around. Is that James Ingram? I can't remember who that is. Anybody let me know who that is in the live chat. Andy, are you a Detroiter, by the way? Andy, I didn't know if you were local or not. So the Tigers. The Tigers are playing tonight. Chad, what up? Chad from Twitch. How you doing, my man? You know, Chad is our official representative of Twitch on the Palazzo Podcast. Two L's, two Z's. Utah, give me two. Chad says, so in the Dynasty League where I blew up my prospects and acquired Story, Pete, and Flaherty, among others, has seen a new wrinkle. I flipped Story, Trevor Story, and Jack Flaherty, along with Cedric Mullins. I believe Cedric without a K. Minor quibble on my part. I'm, I'm not going to give you shit for it, Chad. For Matt Olson and Brandon, who needs to feel your fingers wood rough? So... You flip Trevor Story and Jack Flaherty along with Cedric Mullins for Matt Olson and Brandon Woodruff. Is that a good trade for you? Do you feel good about it? Are you happy with Brandon Woodruff? You're making fun of his who needs to feel your fingers, but it looks like based on what I'm reading here, you acquired Brandon Woodruff and Matt Olson for Cedric Mullins, Jack Flaherty, and Trevor Story. I don't know if I love that trade because I hate, I mean, I get rid of Flaherty. I'm thrilled. I have no interest in Flaherty. Anybody who bought into Flaherty coming back this year and and being a useful, healthy piece for the Cardinals, you're living a lie, my friend. It's a flat-out pipe dream. It really was. Uh, Star Platinum thinks Brock Burke is the closer. Okay. Texas closer. I don't... Like I said, they got so many options. Who the hell knows what's going to happen? Yeah, I know. Who the hell knows? I have no idea. Chad says that Barlow will be back in the closer role coming out of the All-Star break. 
He only had the two back-to-back games, but had otherwise been the top half of closers in most metrics. He had been, but he had blown four saves and he had slipped a bit. So I I think it was a little bit worse. I know you're right about the back-to-back games. That's fair because I looked at his game log. It's true. But Joe Barlow is on a team that they think they could compete. And even though they're slightly under 500, they don't have a lot of room for error. In fact, that's actually more of a reason for the Texas Rangers to panic and say, we don't have a lot of room to make mistakes here. Andy says the Eduardo and Rodriguez situation is weird as hell, though. You're telling me, dude. I think it's actually quite clear cut. Something really fucked up happened. Something bizarro went down, him and his wife. I don't know what it is. It's really, really weird, but he's not going to be back. And in fact, I had abandoned him entirely even a few weeks ago. I'm like, this, as soon as he went on the restricted list where he doesn't get paid, and we knew that, oh, at least three weeks ago, minimum. That's when I was like, I don't want anything to do with Eduardo Rodriguez because what the hell is going on? When a guy's not getting paid and you're not getting the real straight dope on the situation, that is a major major red flag something to take note of and be like i don't want anything to do with this i'm out of here so that's a good point uh riley is the man of course he's the man Andy. you know that detroiter and mushroom consumer this pot is a natural (laughs) oh that's so funny you are a natural fit for this podcast if you're a detroiter and a mushroom consumer this show is definitely for you no doubt about it I've done mushrooms in my life. I've had some wonderful experiences. I've had some terrible experiences. Some really horrible, I'm freaking out experiences. Actually, yeah, the first time I did mushrooms, I remember I went to a party at Central Michigan in 1998, and we went over to this apartment. I remember Easy e was on the stereo. It was that that classic, uh, give me that nut. Remember, give me that nut. It's kind of weird how Easy es life ended because of AIDS, and one of his most popular songs is Give Me That Nut, which is a very, very vulgar, but highly danceable tune. So that's odd. But I remember we took the mushrooms, and everything was going all right, and we were drinking beer, but then I started to get this horrible stomach ache, like a Hall of Fame stomach ache, so bad that it pulled me down like a magnetic connection had dragged me to the ground, and I could not get up. I'm 18 years old, I'm at a party on a weekend, and I can't get off the ground. <laughs> we, we went outside in the back of the alley, and all three of us, me and my other friends, we were all laying in the alley like, oh, oh, yeah. and our stomachs felt horrible. But after that, it passed, and then suddenly it was just bliss, and we were throwing the football around. We thought we were super athletes. That's something that always happened to me. We throw the football around or do some type of athletic thing like shoot hoops on mushrooms. And we all, I thought, I was like, wow, I'm amazing. I can catch everything. I can do everything. Completely full of shit. Just total bullshit on my part. I mean, what? I was just the same guy I was right before I took the mushrooms. So there you go. That's a positive mushroom story. I still look at it as a positive. um, And that's just my personal experience. So, Andy, I'm glad you agree. Chad says, speaking about D-Town, big hockey day coming for them getting a 1B goalie dirt cheap to pair with Ned was a heck of a coup. You know what? I know the NHL draft is going on. I don't know shit about it. I used to love the Red Wings. I used to know everything about hockey in the NHL all the time. But the lockout in the 2000s and the missing that season and things changed for me. And I guess I just ran out of bandwidth. I guess I did. It sucks, but it's true. 
But uh, thanks for the information there, Chad. It's a plausible podcast, two L's, two Z's. No, that's damn. You don't want to hear that one. Uh, maybe it's this one, right? Is this wrong? Whatever, motherfucker! No, that's not right either. Utah. There it is. Give me two. All right. Give me two. Follow us on Twitter. Please subscribe to the YouTube channel. We're trying to get to 500 subs next year. I mean, we should be growing. We have information, and that's what we're going to get into here with you, is... The Reddit review. That's right. We're going to go on Reddit here, and I'm going to review these trades and these lineup decisions, and we're going to talk about them in real time. I'll tell you this right now. I really love Reddit for baseball. I know a lot of people have issues with it, and it's been problematic at times, so I'm not a moron. I don't... I'm not... (laughs) It's not like I'm aware, or there's a lack of awareness of the challenges of the trolling that happens on reddit but it's like twitter or anything else you can make it what you want it to be i really believe that i'm i'm not just saying that there's a part of me that's like you know people will say things that makes feel uncomfortable they'll say something about you personally or about your own fantasy decisions like i'll put some of my songs in there like my latest song the the hurried birdie man i put the hurried birdie man up on there and some people are like, this is so dumb. But others are like, this is amazing. It deserves its own thread. And that really made me happy. But, but I can't have my happiness depend on people exclusively telling me that they like me. Because if you do that, you're going nowhere fast. It's just, it's a recipe for disaster. I know that. So uh, I like Reddit still, just like I like Twitter. I think, uh, I think there's a place for it. And it can provide all of us what we need. So... If you like fantasy baseball, get your ass over to Reddit and use the fantasy baseball subreddit. I think it provides a lot. I really do. So. Now it's business time. Business time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Who doesn't love Flight of the Concords? Oh, I'm a huge yeah. Flight of the Concords fan. Girl. Honey. By the way, anybody see the new uh, Thor Love and Thunder? That's by Taika Waititi, who has connections with some of the Flight of the Concords guys. You ever see In the Shadows? Is that what it's called? In the Shadows? What we do in the shadows? You guys know what I'm talking about. Either way, I love Taika Waititi's work. Uh, the The Hunt for, for the Wilder People, The Hunt of the Wilder People, is a hilarious film. Strongly recommend that if you've never seen that either. Anyways, uh, business time. I wanted to salute some people and say thank you because to me, the show is all about people. We don't have the connection here where you and I and Deary and everybody else are doing what we love to do and talking about it and sharing about baseball, but also each other's lives. And I don't really want to do it. There's a big element of personal connection to this show that I really, really am grateful for. So Christopher Deary... All by himself, my partner, who's not here today, he was on The Wire. He was on the On The Wire podcast with Adam Howe and Kevin Hastings. Shout out to those guys. Love those guys. So go check that out. First off, it's a fab show. So they're talking about the moves and the decisions that you need to make on player pickups for the coming week. The On The Wire is a podcast that should be part of your rotation all the time. Okay. So shout out to Deary, my man. Check it out. Uh, oh, we got a couple more comments here. Chad says, they traded for Huso and signed him for three years, $4 million. All right, Red Wings got Huso. Woo! Yeah! Yes! Finally, they got Huso. I was waiting for that day. I was. Star Platinum says, 9% chance of rain in Chicago tonight. That's great news. That is great. I'm very happy about that. Oh. What you do? 
No, I'm happy about that. We want them to play. We got Giolito versus Scooble. Tarek Scooble, guys, do not give up on Tarek Scooble. I know it's been tough. The home run has been killing him. It killed him again at home on Sunday in a start that I thought he would do quite well in against the Royals, but Edward Olivares got him. My guy, Edward Olivares. I love you, Edward. Shout out to Edward Olivares. But I also love Tarek Scooble, so shout out to Tarek Scooble. Big fan. Chad says, fuck what Yahoo did to their fantasy sub this year, completely wiping out the communication between players and staff and instead turning it into a giant billboard. Wow, I didn't even know that existed on Yahoo, and I've been playing on Yahoo for 20 years. That's sad. That is sad, Chad. Chad, sad? You're mad? But maybe this billboard thing's a fad? And in the long term, you will be glad when Yahoo reconnects and provides a system of communication that is... Rad. Oh, I don't know. I really stretched on that one. That was tough. I was trying to do my best shooter McGavin there. <laughs> All right. So shout out to everybody who is a part of the show. You guys who DM me, I love what you guys do. A gold eyes brown fryer. <laughs> gold eyes brown fryer is on Twitter. I think his name's either Mike or John because it says at Mike John and there's a bunch of numbers after it. Whoever you are, I love talking fantasy with you. Keep bringing the questions. I'm a fan of that. It means something to me, okay? So, Gold Eyes Brown Friar, I love you. Uh, also, I want to mention, there's a really great event, and if you're not familiar with it, if you've never been and you're curious about it, you should definitely go. I went for the first time last year. It's called First Pitch. It's run by BaseballHQ.com, and it's in Arizona. So, it's the Arizona Fall League First Pitch event. You've got panels, the best minds, the most interesting minds in fantasy baseball are there where you can ask them questions one-on-one. -on -one. You can shoot the shit with them, have a drink with them, go to Arizona Fall League games with them. And I went for the first time last year, and I loved it, okay? I wasn't a panel member or anything. I just went as a curious guest, and it was so much fun. Strongly recommend it. This year's, I believe, is in the first week of November. Sign up now because the earlier you sign up and you get your flight out there, the cheaper it is. And I'm going for sure. And we can hang out in real life. If you've never met me and I've never met you, come to Arizona First Pitch in November. And let's get our uh, let's get our swerve on. Let's get our swerve on. What do you say? I think it'll be a lot of fun. So that's just me. Uh, shout out to John Anderson as well. We talked about him on the podcast yesterday. If you're not following John Anderson, yesterday I had... The one and only John Legaza. John Legaza. Shout out to Johnny L. MLB Moving Average on Twitter. He's a wizard. He knows betting. He knows fantasy sports. He knows life. Okay? So make sure you follow John. But the other John that John mentioned was John Anderson. And he gave him a shout out on the show. And we talked about his work. And apparently, I'm like the last guy to know. Because Eric Samolsky, shout out to Eric, a couple weeks ago came on a Palazzo Pals episode and he talked about john anderson and how they've been working on this this debate about streaky hitters and when you can find them and when's the right time to pounce it's a very important issue and i got good news because i reached out to john anderson yesterday and he agreed to come on the show next week so john anderson will be on the show next thursday for a palazzo pals episode make sure you follow him on twitter at john p g h at j o n p g h Great follow, a guy that I'm really looking forward to getting to know when he comes on the show next Thursday. It's going to be a doozy. It's going to be a real doozy. I need the doozy drop. 
You're my boy, Blue! You're my boy, John. That's what I have to say about that. Uh, oh, we got to... <laughs> let's be real here. Chad says, let's be real. The day Yahoo is better at communication is the day they make Shohei one player <laughs> so after he retires. <laughs> Zing! That's right. Hey, Chad, I'll give you full credit on that one. <laughs> Yahoo... Look, we like Yahoo because it's always been what it's been. It's never really lied to us about anything. Yahoo has had its problems, and it always will have its problems. But it's also an entry point for a lot of people into fantasy sports. That matters to me. And I think it matters to a lot of people as well. So just remember that. When you think about Yahoo, remember what Yahoo has done for us. Yahoo is your friend. It's a doozy. Yeah, they are a doozy. That's sure. But Chad says, this is why Fantrax is the baseball gold standard. Hey, I work at Fantrax, and I intend to agree with you. I'm with you, my friend. Yes, I am. I am with you. And even if Brock Burke is the Texas Rangers closer for now, I still think Jose LeClerc is lurking. I really do. Him and Matt Moore. I really believe that. And I'm not going to back down from that. I got to stay true to my opinions. Fantrax is the gold standard when it comes to customization of leagues. There is no better place to be. That's a fact. Deadline 63 says, yeah, and Grizzly Adams had a beard. Grizzly Adams did have a beard. <laughs> oh, that's great. I know I got some, uh, I got a few drops, I think, from that, don't I? I know I do. I, if I don't, then that's my fault. I definitely have Billy Madison drops. That line is from Happy Gilmore. So oh, yeah. sometimes I get those mixed up. In fact, I think I'm lacking on the uh, oh, no. Happy Gilmore drops. I'm all Billy Madison heavy, which is a problem that... I'll tell you right now, Deadline 63, I will rectify. I give you my word. As a diehard, legendary lover of both Billy Madison and Happy Gilmore. I don't care what people say about Adam Sandler today. And yes, I mean, Hustle, his new movie actually looks pretty solid. I still have to see Hustle. But he also did The Ridiculous Six, which was just one of the worst movies I ever saw. And Jack and Jill, one of the worst movies I ever saw. But when you're Adam Sandler, you just do endless amounts of work and you're just down to try anything. Sometimes things aren't going to go your way. And as somebody who creates myself now, I understand that a lot more and I have a greater appreciation for it. I truly, truly do. So, Thanks for that. Deadline 63, I love this line. I'm always a fan of that. Always. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. That's not very nice. Jesus. Uh, Chad says, over under three Matrix references. <laughs> uh, I don't have any Matrix references. I need some Matrix drops, too. You guys are filling in holes in my drop zone. I need Matrix, and I need Happy Gilmore. I'll remember that for next show. Okay. Uh, other business, I'm going to tend to... Uh, I think that's it for now. Uh, shout out to KP. He's my man. He's always been... One of the most reliable people asking me about fantasy, talking about great music like Gangs of Youths, who he saw earlier this year. He's also a great Canadian. I love Canadians. Uh, next week, I'm going to be on the Inside Podcast, which is on Twitter at BDL Inside Pod. BDL Inside Pod. Okay, so I've actually not listened to it yet, but I assume they do fantasy sports because they're having me on, and we're going to be focusing on some Dynasty content. So. Follow the Inside Podcast. I'll be on their show next Tuesday. And shout out to my guy, Jasper. Jasper, I love you. Jasper's my man. Jasper has his own thing going on. He has his own website. He has launched, okay? It is live and it is real. And it's about sports. So I want to make sure that we give Jasper a lot of love and that we make sure to get on that thing. 
because he deserves it. He's been such a huge supporter of this show, guys. Jasper Springer, you are my friend. You are a good man. I only know you because of this show. And I'm very, 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 very grateful for that, okay? So I want people to know that. I want people to know what a good dude he is and that he's putting in the work on this website. So I still have to talk to him about the website, but when I have more information, I promise I will get it to you. Make sure, in the meantime, you follow Jasper on Twitter at Springer underscore Jasper, or you can find him in our Discord. He's one of our Discord regulars, a really, really good follow in there. He's the Springer in all caps with the White Sox insignia as his avatar. He's a big White Sox fan. He lives in Indiana. I'm a Tigers fan, sort of, but I'm not like a diehard either, like I said. I've already explained that to you. I'm done with that. All right. And I think that'll do it for all the business for now. That's the business of the show. And that's how it's done. All right, make sure you follow us on Twitter, Plaza Podcast. Utah, give me two. Two L's. Two Z's. I'm a fan of connecting with you guys. You know, sometimes things don't go my way. Sometimes they don't go your way, right? You give a shout out and you say, hey, I'm a big fan of yours. And someone might rebuke you and it could suck. But... Victory lap certified. Sometimes you get a victory lap and it goes your way, right? And then you want to crack an ice cold beer. You want to have one and say, damn, I just dominated today's DFS slate and I feel pretty good about it. So you crack open a... A bush or maybe a... Coors. Maybe that's your thing. I don't know. I mean, some people love the silver bullet. This right here is a silver bullet all the way from Colorado. It sure is. And that, my friends is the more you know. Isn't that nice? Okay. All right, so it's a plausible podcast. We're going to go right into the Reddit scroll now, and that'll be the show today. Like I said, there's no Deary. Make sure you're following Deary on Twitter, though, please. See Deary1999. Deary as in dearly beloved, okay? Not as in the hoofed, antlered animal. It's D-E-A-R. Deary, dearly beloved, my main man. He's a great follower. Of course, you can follow me at MJ Govier on Twitter. All right, let's get into leading off, which is really just the main part of the show. Okay, Chad wants to know, do you think the walk injury changes how Whitlock is used when he comes back next week? I don't think so, because Chris Sale, I mean, this is big news here, guys. Chris Sale is starting on Tuesday. Is anybody excited about that? Huh? The guy who wrecked the minor league dugout for Worcester, the AAA Woo Sox. Yeah, that was a bad look for my friend there. Chris Sale, who I am actually somewhat heavily invested in and been waiting on his return. Uh, I can't really say anything in Chris Sale's defense, in fact, shout out to Yancey, friend of the show, one of my favorite human beings ever. Make sure you follow Yancey Eaton. He's in a tremendous follow. And he said, just because you're rich doesn't mean you get to do whatever you want and then you can pay for it later. And I agree. Fuck that shit. It's bullshit. Even though I like Chris Sale as a pitcher, you've got anger issues. This isn't the first time Chris Sale's lost his mind, all right? You need to get yourself together. You need to do some meditating. You need to do some personal reflection, some introspection. But on the other hand, what do I know? I don't know Chris Sale. Maybe what Chris Sale needs to be the competitor he is, is that high-intensity rage. Maybe that's the case. So who am I to say? I can only tell you what I say from far away here, sitting on my tiny little throne in my little baby empire here. Uh, Small says, only if he breaks more things. (laughs) 
Well, I mean, that's the point, isn't it? Anthony's here. What's up, Anthony? How you doing? My man, Tony. All these sound, boy, sound bites remind me of Family Guy episode where Brian and Stewie hosted a morning zoo radio show. Well done, my friend. Yeah, <laughs> The weenie and the butt. 97.1. <laughs> Crank it up and turn the knob off. <laughs> Anthony, I love you, my man. That's a great call. Nice. I, that is such a funny episode. I don't watch Family Guy these days. I just, I don't watch new content on network television. I don't have Hulu. But I loved Family Guy. I always thought it was funny. I thought it was filled with a lot of great jokes. And I'm assuming that's still the case, but what do I know? But I definitely remember that episode where Brian and Stewie work at 97.1. 97.1? Yeah, so dumb. So funny. Chad says, Chris Sale is trying to catch Antonio Brown for crazy moments. Woo! That is a intense race right now. I'm still thinking Antonio's ahead because Chris Sale hasn't technically walked off the mound mid pitch or like mid at bat and said, I'm done. I'm out of here. So, although there is conspiracy theory that Bruce Arians was a piece of shit asshole and Antonio Brown left because Bruce Arians was very cruel to him and maybe promised him some things that he didn't deliver on. I don't know. Antonio Brown has become such a, a like a hot take machine. He's pumping out hot takes galore. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't even want to go there. I'm, I appreciate what you're saying though, Chad, that's a fair a fair, reasonable uh, comparison. I think so. Anthony says, Michael Govier is so awesome and entertaining. He could have landed the main role in Elvis. What? Wow. Holy cow, dude. That's impressive. I don't think I could have done that. I would have failed miserably as Elvis. I can't do an Elvis thing. See, I don't, I don't do Elvis very well. Coors. I would need a lot of cores to do some Elvis. And even then, it would still sound like complete shit. You have failed. I have failed. That was miserable. I can't do Elvis. Now you guys know that. Thank you very much. Uh, I did have a point here. I swear I had a point on something. There was a whole point to this a while ago, but I've lost it now. See, I'm trying to produce the show, uh, host the show, analyze the show simultaneously. It's a lot of work. And if I have an idea for a soundbite, soundbite I want to add, if we start getting on a tangent, it's just too hard for me to... I do every show like this. I'm hosting. I'm producing. <laughs> I'm commenting. I'm analyzing. I'm reacting. So I don't know if a lot of people know that about this show, but I want to give you a little bit of insight here on how the show works. Just a little bit so you can understand what it's all about. So what's it all about? Like Fred Durst. You know, he did it all for the nookie. I don't know if you guys heard about this. Uh, he did. And he did it so you could take that cookie, which I still don't know. What does that mean? I did it all for the nookie so you could take that cookie? Is that a reference to vaginal parts? I, I, or maybe a butthole? I don't really know, frankly. And I think those lyrics, when you start to break them down, they don't make a whole lot of sense. Sorry, Fred Durst. I know that's not cool. Maybe I shouldn't say that. I know, I know. It's shocking. So. Anthony says, am I late? Of course you're late, Anthony. You're always late. But we welcome you whenever you can get here. And by the way, if you come late, you can see the whole show after the fact, or you can start it over because all of our shows are on the YouTube channel, the Plasma Podcast YouTube channel, two L's, two Z's. And if you prefer the audio version, Spotify. Five stars, guys. If you've never reviewed or rated the show for Spotify or Apple, whichever one you use, could you please do that? We need some more ratings badly. We need a fresh crop. I'm, I'm going to ask for it. I'm coming clean, please. 
Anthony says, stop, you're scaring me. <laughs> Lady, you're scaring us. Have some more sloppy joes. <laughs> Lady is scaring us. That's classic. Chad says, I'm a bigger fan of the conspiracy that Arians retired just to shut down the meat of the Brian Flores lawsuit by having Bulls get a new gig. Ooh. That is a doozy. I have not. It's a doozy. I haven't heard that one. That's a great one, actually. Thank you for sharing that, Chad. And Anthony says, and shove it somewhere not good. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. So let's get to the Reddit review here. I'm going to pull it up on the screen so you guys can play along. Remember that there are no prizes. This is not a game show, so I can't offer you anything other than what I give you in real time. We're just going to go through the daily anything goes thread on Reddit, which you guys can find on the fantasy baseball subreddit if you've never seen it before. So here it is. Boop. All right. I've pulled it up. So um, this is a public sphere. So it's not like I'm revealing any secret information. You could all see this in real time right now. Uh, let's get to our first one here. Maybe I should make this a little bit bigger though, just so we can see it better. want to make sure you guys can see clearly. Can you see that? Can you see that? I want you guys to be able to see. It's important to me. There we go. That's nice and big. All right. Uh, what's this look like, by the way? I'm trying a couple different. Oh, here we go. That's even bigger. I'll just be down here hanging out. Is that cool? You guys cool with that? By the way, Anthony says, uh, Elvis didn't die. He just became Govier to play great DFS. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I'm actually pretty good at football DFS. I'm not very good at MLB DFS. I want that on the record. All right, so let's take a look at our first trade offer here. We've got a, oh wait, no, that's not the trade offer. Stand by. Anybody know what to think of Tommy Edmond? He's fallen off the earth. We have some comments too in response. Assuming I can add Rushman is, oh wait, these are, this is not about Edmond though. Someone's just talking about something else. That's weird. So let's focus on this. Anyone know what to think of Tommy Edmond? He's fallen off the earth. Well, Tommy Edmond is a guy that is struggling a bit. But you know who Tommy Edmond is, do you not? Tommy Edmond, you, you picked him up, you drafted him for steals, I assume, right? Did anyone draft Tommy Edmond for anything other than stolen bases? Please respond now in the live chat, if you will. Tommy Edmond has been on a horrid cold streak. He hasn't stolen a base since June 28th, when he had back-to-back -back games on the 27th and 28th. Uh, he's been having some hits, but he hasn't scored a run also since June 28th. So, yes, he's on a terrible cold streak, but he's still at the top of a good lineup. And the Red, the Redbirds, also known as the Cardinals, they got a great offense. And they were also flying a little bit too close to the side. So they were due to pull back, were they not? So Tommy Edmond, I got him for the steals. He's got 19 on the season. I'm already getting a lot of what I already wanted out of him. In fact... You could consider moving on from him. I don't think it's a bad idea. I really don't. I don't think it's crazy to do that. So That's my thought there. Uh, oh, Nolan Jones analysis. Here we go. That's a good one. I think uh, Nolan Jones is a guy I picked up in a couple DCs. I drafted him. Remember, a DC is a 50-round draft and hold. And Nolan Jones is healthy and ready to go, and he's been called up by the Guardians. I saw somebody who I really respect on Twitter, my guy, Jake Hallisker, shout out to him. Jake Hallisker is part of the Rotosaurus with Dave McDonald. He's also on the High Stakes Heat podcast with Dave. Jake Hallisker has won the overall championship of the online auction for the NFBC. That's street cred, okay? Hallisker plays all the big tournaments, all the big competitions. He knows this game. And he was complimentary of Nolan Jones. When I talked about him on Twitter, 
the other night. He said, yeah, you know, uh, I think that Jones could be something quite useful. And I'm trying to remember exactly what it was. Uh, pull it up on Twitter for you. This is part of producing the show, hosting it all at the same time. It can have its challenges, so please forgive me. You will forgive me? Maybe, please forgive me. If you don't forgive me, then... Oh, here we go. Jake says he's a better Paven Smith, I think. So if you like Paven Smith, he's a better Paven Smith. Yeah. Wait, what? Oh, Chad's freaking out. Jones got called up? Uh, That's what I saw on Twitter, and we tweeted about this. Unless it was a breaking... Was this a lie? Unless Was I lied to? I don't think I was lied to. Nolan Jones has finally been called up by the Guardians. This was what I saw on Twitter, and I posted it last night. And I saw a friend of mine pick up Nolan Jones in my home league, Steve. Steve is an amazing fantasy player, so he knows what he's doing too. Chad is blown away. He doesn't know how we missed this. It's okay, Chad. Relax. We all... We can't catch everything, Chad. I mean, you you know your shit. You are locked in on fantasy baseball, but you can't know everything. Anthony says, yeah, you got called up today. He's batting seventh tonight. Chad, the bottom line analysis is this. Nolan Jones probably won't do a ton, but we have to give him a little bit of a benefit here because Cleveland has picked it up with their hitting and their hitters in particular. They have a lot of hitters that are starting to flourish here, and that's good news. We're talking young hitters, by the way. Stephen Kwan, he's been pretty solid. Owen Miller flashed. He chilled out a bit. Uh, even Oscar Gonzalez flashed for a minute before he got hurt, but... Nolan Jones in AAA this year, 23 games, 108 plate appearances, three home runs, a 15% walk rate, almost a 16% walk rate with a 311 average, a uh, 424 BABIP, again, in 108 plate appearances with a 27% K rate still, a WRC plus of 146. And he's starting, he's hitting seventh tonight. So my analysis is, uh, there's an opportunity there for him. Uh, I don't know how many opportunities because they've got a lot of hitters they like. And if you look at the Cleveland situation, he'll play right field. That's the rumor because also remember he played third base and Jose Ramirez has also been struggling tremendously. In fact, the guy who's going to be on the show next week, John Anderson posted a tweet today about how Jose Ramirez has been struggling basically since he had that thumb issue on June 20th. And maybe Jose Ramirez might go on the IL. Is that crazy to think? I don't know. But it's at least something to consider. But if you look at the bench, Owen Miller has not been good. He's lost his way. So I think Jones plays over Miller right now. But if he doesn't play well, then Miller could play over him and vice versa. So I think there's an opportunity. I do. I think Nolan Jones is worth an add in 14-teamers and deeper only. I wouldn't pick him up in a 12-teamer. I know that. And Oscar Gonzalez, if he comes back from a strained abdominal, he's going to get a crack at it, and Jones will go back down to the minor leagues. That's how I see that. Okay, that's enough on Nolan Jones. Next up, is Tanner Rainey droppable in a 14-teamer due to suckiness and likelihood of being traded? (laughs) That's pretty funny. I I like that. Tanner Rainey of the Nationals. Is he subject to the trade winds? The trade winds that blow in the sands of fantasy baseball. Oh, look, the Nats suck. We know that. Uh, Tanner Rainey's 29 years old. He'll be 29 the rest of the season, but he's definitely in the heart of his career right now. And he's been with Washington since 2019 when they won the World Series. He is due to probably be moved, but who's going to take him? This is a guy who has a 
4.18 walks per nine this season. Who wants a closer or reliever who's walking that many guys? That's a death sentence, okay? 4.18, that's bad news. I think the answer to this question here is this. Tanner Rainey droppable to 14-teamer? Maybe, but I, I wouldn't pull the plug just yet. I still think, if you're thinking, hey, he's going to get traded soon anyways, and he's not playing great, I want to move on from him. Okay, I guess I can get down with that, but he had a save two days ago. And he's had two saves over the last week. And before that, he had four straight saves over a period of seven days. I don't, if you look at his recent outing, let me pull up his 10 day here, or maybe his 15 day. Let's go back to June 27th. Since June 27th, Tanner Rainey has a 675 ERA with an 835 FIP. So seven walks per nine, two saves, and seven strikeouts in four innings pitched. He's given up three earned runs in four innings. So, yeah, it's not terrible. He has two saves. This is since June 28th. He will get traded eventually, most likely, but I don't know if they really will want him. And I guarantee if Tanner Rady does get traded, he will not be traded to be a closer. So I think in that respect, you can drop Tanner Rainey. Uh, okay, well, we got a lot of comments here. Chad says, Jones short-term could be a nice little Jake Berger level of performance. Similar lineup around him to what Berger has in Chicago. Good call, Chad. Good call. Anthony says, so the J-Ram trade rumors start now? No way. They just signed him to an extension in the offseason. Jose Ramirez is not going anywhere. Cleveland's not trading him. They just got a killer deal. It was a five-year, $150 million extension, I believe, which I thought was a steal for Cleveland. So unless you're talking about in fantasy, Jose Ramirez will not be traded. Uh, Chad says, and similar profile in the minors, Goodwin healthy, but he's rarely healthy, and that's Nolan Jones. Yes. Anthony says, go to tell you, don't give anyone... Goes to show you, don't give anyone thumbs up. Okay, I didn't know that. Star Platinum says, I would rather have Daniel Vogelbach than Jones. <laughs> oh, all right, shots fired. How about that? That's impressive right there. Damn! All right, I like what you're saying there. Anthony says, Daniel bringing Vogel back. Daniel bringing Vogel. You're a jokester, Anthony, aren't you? Good Lord. Chad says, a million percent they acquired their closer of the future in the Turner deal, and he just came off the I.L., and has allowed just one hit in his four innings pitch. And that man is Mason Thompson. Okay, Chad, you win. I'm going to stand with you right there. Either way, I think maybe Tanner Rainey is a droppable to 14-teamer, but if you want to squeeze a couple more saves out of him, I wouldn't drop him yet. Not quite yet. Maybe next week or after the All-Star break, of course. Nine more days. Hold Tanner Rainey for nine more glorious days. Uh, Lourdes Gurriel Jr. or Andrew Vaughn rest of season? Now, this is head-to-head cats. Andrew Vaughn all day. I don't even blink. That's an easy one. Andrew Vaughn is one of my guys who I think is going to break out in the second half. Some people say he's already breaking out because of his average, but I want to see more power. To me, that's where the breakout happens. But regardless, I'm taking Vaughn over Lourdes Gurriel Jr., and it's not even that close to me. Let's see. Uh, 12-team head-to-head points. Save hold league. Drop Evan Phillips for Dennis Santana of Texas. This is a saves hold league. I would not drop Evan Phillips in a holds league because Evan Phillips has been very, very useful as a setup guy and a holds guy. Santana, he could maybe close, but also be a, hmm, he could be a holds guy too. But I just like the fact that Evan Phillips is used a lot on a team in the Dodgers who. We're going to give you a lot of opportunities for holds and wins. So I'm sticking with Phillips there. 
12 team head to head points. Uh, let's see here. How about this one? 15 team OBP dynasty. Oh, hell yeah. This is what I, I live for this 15 team OBP dynasty. Rosarina or Logan Webb and Jordan Walker. Mm, mm, mm. It is a tasty burger. Boy, I, I like that. What do you guys think here? Let's see what the uh, live chatters have to say. Rosarina. I love Randy Rosarina. He's one of my favorite players in the game, without a doubt. And he's been smoking the base paths lately with steals. It's been a lot of fun, okay? So I want to make sure that I keep Randy Rosarina. And I know his OBP has been down this year because his walk rate's been down this year. But it's going to get better. He's just being a little bit more aggressive, swinging a bit more. But I wouldn't freak out. Logan Webb's a great pitcher. And Jordan Jordan Walker, everybody's... Some people are saying Jordan Walker's Juan Soto. He's in double A for the Cardinals. If you don't know who Jordan Walker is, he's a hot up-and-coming prospect in double A for the Redbirds, the good old Redbirds. It's a doozy. Yeah, he's a doozy. That's right. That's true. He is definitely a doozy. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. That is not true. What I just said makes total sense. Shut up, dude. Good gosh. By the way, this is a plausible podcast. We're live. We're reviewing Reddit trade reviews on the Anything Goes thread in the Fantasy Baseball subreddit. Trade offers, lineup decisions, ad drops. So many to go through here. And we're just trying to get through as many as we can before we close down on this wonderful show that we love doing here. The plausible podcast, two L's, two Z's. Utah. Follow us on Twitter. Give me two. Uh, okay. So, are we clear? Because for me, I'm staying in Rosarina. Even though Logan Webb has been very, very good and reliable, and Jordan Walker could be a big deal. He really, he is a big deal. I'm not saying he's not. I'm just telling you that right now, Randy Rosarina is a guy that can give you 2020 season easy. And I actually think the 30-30 season is the next step. He's just got to get that launch angle up a bit and crank out some more bombs. But in the environment this year, 30-30 season is just not in the cards. But if we go back to a better baseball next year, 30-30 season is in play for Randy Rosarina, and I don't want to give up on that. Jordan Walker could be that, but that's so hypothetical and theoretical and, like, unknowable right now. So unless you really need a pitcher and you're like, I need Logan Webb now, I'm staying with Randy Rosarina. And I think I think that's... uh. That's all I have to say about that. I think I'm going to stick with that. Yep, that's my final answer. Okay, it's done. And when the time comes, you're going to parachute out a rich man. Exactly. Randy Rosarini, when he has that 30-30 season, you're going to parachute out a rich man. Oh, how about this one? Oh, we got a few comments, too. We got to get the comments in, guys, in the live chat. If you guys have things to say, let us know. Uh, Anthony says he likes side B. Oh, so you want Walker and Webb. Okay, I can't blame you for that. That's fair. That's fair. Chad says the Walker side 100%. Ooh. Wow, that hurts my feelings. And Rosarina feels capped at his current performance level. What? No way, Chad. All right, Chad, we strongly disagree on this one, okay, my friend? He is not capped. No way. There's a lot more power there that hasn't even been seen this year, and the 30-30 season will happen. I'm predicting it now. I'm going on the record right now. Randy Rosarina will have a 30-30 season before he retires. Boom! Lock it in right now. That's right. Yeah, be shocked all you want. Anthony says, future stud, Jordan Walker. The other Anthony, we got two Anthonys today, by the way. We got Anthony, and they're both last names start with F. Anthony F and Anthony F. (laughs) That's so funny. Anthony F, Fedora, says, I'm confounded about Michael Conforto and just traded him straight up for Vidal Brujan. 
Um, yeah, I wouldn't. Conforto might come back to baseball, but not till next year. So take a guy who's playing now. I don't. Yeah, that's tough. Good deal. Yeah, I think it's a fine deal. Uh, Chad says because of Arenado, there's a real chance that Jordan Walker comes up out of position and gains several positions of eligibility. There's also a chance that Walker is stuck behind a logjam of a lot of players. Gorman's come up, Yepes has come up, and you've also got Newt Bar. And they got a lot of players, man. They need to trade some positional players. Maybe Jordan Walker gets traded too. Think about that. Something to chew on. Anthony, the other F says, I tried calling that seven three four number. The psychic hotline picked up. Is that true? I was just I've I know I've only had one phone call ever, and that was Mike Curlin. He called the show once. It's a real number though. It's my own cell phone number. Uh, Chad says the problem with that thirty thirty season is if it does happen, it's going to come with a two thirty average at this rate. Ah oh, boy, all right. Walker could have thirty thirty years, but with a high average. See, but that's so hypothetical. It's just as hypothetical as Randy Rosarina, who's still only twenty six years old. So I would love to debate that more, but let's continue forth on the next adventure. 10-team head-to-head cats as we cover the Reddit sphere here looking at these questions. Lacking in closers, only Presley and Duran, and I have a decent amount of bench bats. Feel like I need one more guy to be competitive in a head-to-head league. Two hair trigger to drop Ahmed Rosario or Riley Green for Dennis Santana. Okay, remember, this is a 10-team league, guys. Context is always so important in these decisions. Nine days away from the All-Star break. He wants to drop either Ahmed Rosario, who's been on fire and has actually been 10-team worthy lately because he's been that good, or Riley Green, who I don't I don't even know if Riley Green's been 10-team worthy yet, to be honest with you, for Santana. Uh, I think you could drop one of these guys for a closer if you really feel like you need it, but in a 10-team league, there's got to be a better closer option. That's my answer to this question. I don't like Santana as much as somebody else. There's got to be another closer out there. But it is worth dropping Rosario or Green in a 10-teamer only. 10-teamer only. Okay. Uh, let's see here. Uh, this... <laughs> uh, you guys seen the usernames on these? Uh, I mean, the Reddit usernames are always legendarily hilarious. They're just, they're so funny, man. They're so absurd. Uh, this one is... <laughs> Wow, dude. Yeah, that's funny, man. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, it makes me laugh. I, guys, I'm very immature. I admit that freely. I I just... I, <laughs> I laugh at dumb stuff. When stuff is dumb, that's what I do. <laughs> yeah, see? That's right. <laughs> so this guy's name, apparently, or woman, this could be anybody. We have no idea who this is. Username is Syrup Butthole. That's Syrup Butthole. <laughs> so, uh, Sir Butthole wants to know, can you guys pick one in my Flare League? Uh, by the way, does anyone know anything about Reddit? What does the Flare term mean? I see this term used all the time on the subreddit. Flare. Someone tell me what Flare means now. Thank you very much. Because I have no idea. Uh, Star Platinum says, Adolis Garcia will have a 30-30 season before Rosarina. Actually, I don't disagree with that, Star. I don't. I don't necessarily disagree with that because the power has been there for him and he's stealing bags. Randy is easily going to steal 30 this year, but he's not going to get to 30 bombs. But Adolis might beat him to it. I don't really have a beef with that. Chad says, Santana is barely rosterable in 10 teams, even if he gets a shot at closing. I agree. Star Platinum says, 30, 32, 30 average, I'm in. 
Yep, that's definitely Adolis Garcia. Anthony F., the other one, says, Syrup Butthole. Ah, my burner account. Ah, you've been busted. Okay. Rick Flair, woo! Yeah, that's a good call. Chad says, Flair is that team info you see on some of those posts. Oh, so Flair just means all the information that's in the implied in the beginning of their commentary. That, thank you, Chad. See, I knew Chad would know that. Anyways, uh, so can you pick one in my Flair League? This is a 10-team head-to-head cats, 5x5, five five with OBP hits, losses. Uh, this one's too... I'm going to skip this one. This is, like, too unusual, in my opinion. Uh, here we go. 10-team category, head-to-head mix, 5x5, five five, OBP and quality starts. A lot of 10-teamers in this uh, subreddit in the Anything Goes thread. Nestor Cortez and Shane Baz, or Seeger... I assume, because the other Seager retired in Kyle. So it's Corey Seager and Tyler Anderson. So Nestor Cortez and Shane Baz or Corey Seager and Tyler Anderson. Which of these sides do you prefer? It's a 10-team, head-to-head, 5x5, OBP, and quality starts. So OBP, uh, Seager can get on base, but he can also hit for average, so I don't think that changes much. Tyler Anderson, quality starts. That's nice, but Nestor Cortez and Shane Baz... Sometimes Nestor Cortez doesn't go long enough to get quality starts on occasion. So that's something to consider. In a 10-teamer, though, I think I'm going... I think what Tyler Anderson is doing for the Dodgers this year is not a fluke. They saw his raw numbers back in the day. They've watched his career, and he's developed. And he's been a guy who's been almost more than streamable at times in his career. Tyler Anderson, that is. So when he gets to the Dodgers, they make a few adjustments, and boom. I mean, he's got a career ERA of 4.44, and the FIP is 4.30. So he's basically performed almost to what he's been most of his career. This year, though, a 3.09 ERA. But when he was a rookie in Colorado in 2016, in Coors, guys, in Coors. Coors. He had a 3.54 ERA as a rookie. In 114 innings pitched, it wasn't just like 25 innings. So the Dodgers are like, oh, this guy had something. Lost his way because his confidence was shattered in Colorado, which, uh, you know, that does happen. Coors has been known to Coors. destroy a few confidences, especially in pitchers. Am I wrong? Am I wrong? Uh, no, I'm not wrong because I've we've all seen it happen. It's very obvious. It's very sad, too. His confidence is shattered. It is. But Tyler Anderson's numbers, they look very, very likely to continue. I don't see anything major where it's like, oh, boy, the FIP and the ERA. I mean, his FIP's 332, and his ERA's 309 this year. His ground ball rate is basically right around his career level. His strand rate isn't too crazy. It's at 77, career 71. So, yeah, all right, I like it. I like Tyler Anderson on this side, and... I like what Corey Seager's been doing, and he hasn't been hurt yet. But Corey Seager could get hurt any day, I feel that. So if you really needed pitching here, you go Cortez and Baz. Shane Baz has been starting to put it together since he came back. Nestor Cortez has had a few blips here and there, but if you believe in Cortez, you're taking that side. What is the? What do you guys say here in the live chat? We're on the Plaza Podcast live, 2Ls2Z. Make sure you follow us on Twitter. Too. Join the Discord for free. If you like the show, you, the Discord is like the show 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Let's see, guy. Can we punch this guy? <laughs> Chad. Chad, how dare you? How dare you speak of ill of disc of these redditors? 
In what world do you ever suggest Baz for Tyler Anderson? Oh, wow. Okay. I don't care how good Anderson has been. This is redraft, by the way. This is clearly a redraft context. I want that to be clear. I want that to be very clear. Bad side. Baz has been that without ever being bad. Nasty Nestor, the chest hair collector all day. <laughs> good God. Anderson has also only ever hit 150 innings pitched twice. That's true. That is true. Jasper says, hi, what's up, Jasper? There he is. We're just talking about you, my man. Okay. So maybe I'm crazy to think I want to, if I needed Corey Seager, if I needed a shortstop who I could rely on in a 10-teamer, maybe I'm crazy to give up Cortez and Baz. This is a 10-team league, though, again. Okay, I want that to be clear. 10-team league. So, All right, moving forward. Oh, what's... Who is going yard tonight? I have a good feeling about your dong. Oh, my God. Anybody it, predicting Jordan Alvarez to hit a home run every night? If you did it every night, how many days of the season would you be correct? A lot more than most other players. If you chose one player every day. Come on. That's that's weak. Weak. I think it's weak. I do. Uh, to those of us facing McClanahan versus the Reds today, he's going to hurt us, but we'll get through it. Oh, Yeah. So Tampa Bay is in Cincinnati this weekend, which is a great opportunity, first off, to get all of your Tampa hitters in your lineups because they've got three games in Cincinnati, which is a paradise for hitters. So it's summertime, home runs, opportunity for offense. Although there was a one nothing shutout game this week in Cincinnati. It really happened. That did happen. That's, that is an anomaly right there, my friends. All right, uh, let's see. Scrolling along here. This is what we're doing today. We're scrolling Reddit, and we're taking a look at these. Am I stupid to start John Bertie over Arias? Well, I don't know if you're stupid. I mean, it depends what your situation would be here. Again, context is everything. We've said this so many times, so many, many, many times. You know, I'll tell you, John Bertie looked like maybe he was going to start sitting a lot more because he had a he had a lower issue, a lower leg, a lower body injury, like he was a hockey player this week, but he's back. He's okay. He's good to go. So if you're looking for steals right now, if you're saying to yourself, you know what? I need steals and I need them now. Then John Bertie isn't a bad play. Am I crazy, guys? What do you guys think in the live chat? Luis Arias, everyone knows how great he's been this season, but it's all about what do I need right now? Where do I need to make gains? Do I need to close out a head-to-head victory? Am I trying to catch up in Roto in a certain category? It's all context-based. And I think a lot of us would agree there. And Chad says, it's like predicting a birdie stolen base. Like the Jordan home run. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. What did I do this time, says Jasper. Jasper, we're talking about your website, man. You're the man. We want your website to thrive. So make sure you share the site and we get this thing going, dude. That's what I was trying to do earlier before you showed up. Anthony says, uh, not as right like picking Judge. Um, yeah, J- Actually, I'm fading Judge in the second half, guys. If you see my Fantrax post. By the way, we, Fantrax has been posting our uh, second half swoons. Who's going to be a breakout in the second half through the Fantrax Twitter handle, which is Fantrax. And I had Aaron Judge as my second half fade because he's just been so good, but he can't be this good the rest of the season. It's just a, to me, it's a law of averages. It's no disrespect. In a dynasty situation, that's different. But in redraft, he's going to slow down a bit. I believe that. Anthony says, would you start Ricky Henderson over Tony Gwynn? (laughs) You're funny. Bertie, his average is killing me this week at least. Okay. All right, well, hey, there's your answers then. 
I, I would say this is context-based. Starting Bertie over a rise is all about if you need steals or not. Uh, Dominguez or Duran for saves only? Sir Anthony Dominguez or Johan Duran? I'm going to go with Duran. Is that the right answer, guys? What do you guys think? Uh, the Twins are taking on the Rangers this weekend in Texas. And the Phillies are taking on, who are they taking on? Somebody, I, I know this team, I swear. They're taking on St. Louis in St. Louis. So would you rather have Dominguez in St. Louis or would you rather have Duran in Texas? Uh, I think Dominguez has more competitors as the closer. I feel more comfortable with Duran right now. I really do. So I'm going with Duran. That's my choice there. Chad says, I love Duran. I think he's the best reliever in baseball, but I think until someone else becomes a threat to the job, I lean Sir Anthony. Oh, okay, okay, all right. Sick Degenerate, what is up, my man? Welcome to the show. I don't think I've... Whenever I see a new handle, I have a pretty good memory for this stuff. Sick Degenerate, I feel like you're a newcomer to the show. Welcome to the show. It's a pleasure to have you here. His confidence is shattered. Judge is going to hit 60 dongs, get paid a gagillion dollars this winter, and then go back to playing 100 games a year. hey <laughs> Wow, that is... That is shocking. Wow, dude. Yeah, I'm going to laugh at that. <laughs> Look, I actually don't disagree with that. It'll probably happen. Good call, Sick Degenerate. Welcome to the show. Make sure that you subscribe to the YouTube channel. All right? Come on in. Be a part of things. Discord's free, too. Duran is filthy. Bertie's legs should be tired. All he does is run. He's amazing. He's been amazing. Duran has not been used in save scenarios of late and doesn't have a save dating back to at least the 26th. But Emilio Pagan, he's terrible too. So is it, uh, what's his face? That other doofus, Thibel, Thebel, that's been closing games for the Twins recently? What the hell do I know? Damn. I thought that Duran was the guy in Minnesota for sure, but... Yeah, there's been a few save opportunities too. They... They beat Baltimore 3-2, 4-3. They beat Chicago 6-3 over the last 10. There's been a few opportunities. So what the hell do I know? I'm a doofus. But I still think Duran's the closer. I'm still going Duran in this question. I am. I'm sticking with Duran. Final answer. That's it. Yep. That's it. I'm moving on from that. Uh, he doesn't even have a hold in the same time frame. That sucks. Duran, Duran for me too. Do you think Solaire will make a comeback second half? 12 team points. Actually, I don't. I actually dropped him in a couple leagues over the weekend. I dropped Jorge Solaire. Because I was concerned about this hip issue and when he'll come back. Plus, what he's doing, uh, I feel like I can replace the power because he's doing nothing else but the power. And he wasn't even doing that that well. So that's my opinion there. Of course, I've been wrong before, and I will be wrong again. My name is Michael Govier. I'm the host of the Plaza Podcast. Two L's, two Z. You that's talk. right. And I've been wrong Give before. Give me two. And I'll be wrong again. All right. Let's see here. Benching Castellanos for the first time this season. LOL. Expect a double dong. Yeah, that's just dumb. You don't need to bench Nick Castellanos. That's that's ridiculous. Okay, I'm just moving on from that. It was fun while it lasted, Barlow. That's funny. Yeah, a lot of funny comments. In this. Is Josh Naylor alive? Josh Naylor's still alive. <clears throat> wow. I need some water, guys. I'm talking a lot all by myself on this show. Woo! That's better. That's much better. Okay. <laughs> Josh Naylor is definitely alive, isn't he? Uh, am I out of the? Am I clueless on Naylor lately? I've been 
I've been liking what Josh Naylor's done on the season. And I know he's been sitting a few more games. He does have two home runs over the last week. Uh, but he sat three times. Um, but that was because of a back injury. So, I like Josh Naylor. Hang in there. He's in the lineup tonight. Rock and roll McDonald's. Josh Naylor's good to go. Play ball! Oh, uh, Small says, how about Jack Sawinski instead of Solaire? I'll tell you, it's the same damn thing. I wrote about Sawinski in the Patreon, the Palazzo Podcast Patreon, which starts for only $3. I give you daily updates, rankings. I give you all kinds of shit. It's amazing. You'll love it. Uh, Sawinski instead of Solaire actually is a decent call, but remember this. Jack Sawinski is so empty. He's an empty void. All he is is home runs. Even the OPS, if it's just over 700, okay, great. But there's nothing else there. There really isn't. So if you need power, it's worth a shot. Why not? Uh, Bobo says, if you feel you should bench Castellanos, then you should trade him. Damn right, Bobo. I'm completely in agreement with you there. Anthony wants to know, what's a more likely to happen, Brian Reynolds or Andrew Benintendi to Yankees or Joey Gallo to IL? Lil Ducks? Lee Ducks? Is that what you're saying there? I think I don't think Brian Reynolds gets traded to the Yankees. Maybe Benintendi does, but I don't think Pittsburgh is going to trade Brian Reynolds. I really don't. I think he's a part of their core. I don't see it happen. Oh, the Long Island Ducks. That's what you mean. Hey, that's very, very funny. Okay. <laughs> you guys got me good. That's funny. <laughs> okay. Yeah, thanks, Belding. Great. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think uh, Benintendi trade rumors are rampant. People rip on Benintendi, but remember, in real life, he's an excellent defensive gold glove winning fielder, and that matters in real life baseball. Just remember that, guys. All right, uh, 10 team head to head points. Rank these three pitchers. Ooh, Lynn, Springs, and Pavetta. Ooh, wow. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, that is a really good one. I, boy, that that's a tough call because. I find a lot of... I just traded for Springs, by the way, in one of my Dynasty Leagues. Can't trust it! Sure, you can trust it. I know what I'm doing. I know what I'm doing. You have failed. I have not failed, okay? I have not failed. I'm not taking victory laps. I don't think it's over yet. Everyone calm down. Just remember that the trade I made was to give up Starling Marte, and I got Springs. Donovan Solano, who's... He's back for the Reds, and he's playing. He's platooning, but he's playing, and he gets to play in a great home park. And I got... Manny Margot. This is a dynasty league, so Margot's hurt. But to me, a Margot for Starling Marte trade would have been fair when both are healthy. I think that's not crazy. I don't. So flawless victory. Yeah, flawless victory for me. Anyways, I like Springs, but Lance Lynn, Jeff Springs, or Nick Pavetta, guys. What do you think here in the chat? What's everybody thinking here? Uh, Just Bob says stick with Lynn, and Chad says that's a nightmare trio. Ooh, that's. Come on, man. That's not very nice. Whatever, motherfucker. That's not very nice at all. Chad also says, I guess Springs because LOL, random Tampa diamond in the rough. And then Lance Lynn because of the defense behind him. And Nick Pavetta last because it always seems to unravel. Can't necessarily disagree with what you're saying here, my friend. Um, Right now, at this moment... I think I, I think I'll go. I never, I don't like Lancelin. I've never been a fan, but I have to respect what he does. Remember, this is head-to-head points, so you're getting innings pitched points. So I'm going to put Lynn one, 
Springs 2, Pavetta 3. I think that's how I go. Yep. Pavetta will unravel. He's a ticking time bomb. In fact, uh, recently on the Sleeper and the Bust, Paul Spore and Justin Mason were talking about Nick Pavetta being a ticking time bomb, and he is. So, yeah, he's third for me. I, I stick with that. I'm cool with that. Anthony says, Lance Lynn was a Yankee for half of a season. That really happened. Huh. Hard to believe. Chad says, but they all are really weird pitchers for fantasy right now. I think Springs is is really interesting. I like what Springs brings to the table. Springs brings. You're not fully clean unless you're zest fully clean. Oh, wait a minute. That's not Irish Springs. That's zest. God damn it. I'm an idiot. God. I failed there big time. Thank you very much. Yep. You have failed. Jeffrey Springs on the season. 64 innings pitched. 2.5 ERA, guys. Would you like a 2.53 ERA, anybody? Uh-oh, 3.65 FIP. And a uh, home, run to fly ball, home run to fly ball rate of 15%. Hmm. Ground ball rate's up, though. I like that. But this is bad news right here, guys. Red, this is, oh, I forgot about this. We talked about this on the show a few weeks ago. Jeffrey Springs had the most absurd left on base percentage. It was like 97%. Now it's down to 92%. And it's going to keep going down. So, yeah, maybe Springs is also a ticking time bomb. But he does have a 2.11 walks per nine, which I am a fan of. That's pretty solid. That's pretty solid. Okay, Jeffrey Springs, been discussed. Just Bob, Bobo says, I agree, Mike. And Chad says, yep, uh, I remember when I thought Pavetta and Zach Eflin were better than Nola. That was a fun time. <laughs> I'm sure that was a fun time, Chad. I also thought Zach Godley. Oh, Zach Godley. A Zach Godley reference is the best. That is awesome, dude. I'm so glad you brought up Zach Godley on today's show. You just made my day, Chad. Well, I love you, Chad. I also thought Zach Godley was better than Zach Gallen. So I was clearly drunk at the time. I really thought Zach Godley was going to be a thing. And I have to be on the record about that. I can't lie. Chad, I was right there with you. Uh, will Tanner Houck remain the Red Sox closer for the rest of the season? Um, yes. Yes. No. I have no idea. If I told you the truth that I know the answer, then I would be what is called a liar. Okay? Someone who tries to give you the straight answer, like, this is what's going to happen. Look, Garrett Whitlock will come back, and he'll be a setup guy. Tanner Hawk closes. They can't rely on these other relievers. They're horrendous. They might trade for somebody. That's my only concern here. But right now, Hawk is the closer. Yeah, Hawk is the closer now. But rest of season, I think a trade is on the horizon. So that would be my only pause. I don't think Whitlock is going to close really at all. In a 10-team roto, is it Naylor over Franmil? No, it is not. For me, it's Franmil. Franmil's heating up, by the way, guys. He's starting to hit some bombs. He's starting to make better contact. He's always going to do what he does. He's Fran Mill, okay? But I think he could be a little bit better than what Solaire, for example, who I talked about earlier, provides. Fran Mill Reyes is healthy now. He was on the shelf for a bit. He's starting to hit the bombs, and they're starting to come in bunches, and he's only got seven on the year. There's no way in hell, even in this offensive butthole of an environment, is he going to finish with 15 home runs. Fran Mill's still going to hit 20 home runs on the season, and it's going to happen sooner than later. Trust me on that. I'm all for Mill. I like Naylor a lot. I do. If you need batting average more, I go with Josh Naylor. But if you look at power only, I'm going Fran Mill. And he's had three home runs over the last 10 days. He's starting to put it together. I like Fran Mill right now. 
Again, just for power. I need power and I need it now. Uh, which side? 10 team cats. Pete Alonzo and Bogarts or Wander Franco and Reese Hoskins? Alonzo and Bogey or Wander and Hoskins? 10 team categories. I'm going to go. Oh, that's a no brainer to me, actually. Uh, it's Alonzo and Bogarts. That's a terrible trade. Yeah, that's a terrible trade. I just had to, I just had to process it momentarily live on the air here. That's an easy call. Uh, is Aroldis Chapman a drop at this point? Thinking to add Santana for him? No, don't do that yet. This is 12-team head-to-head, by the way. Redraft. Don't drop Aroldis yet. Let's see how it plays out a little bit longer. Let's get through the All-Star break first, especially for Dennis Santana. Slow down on the Dennis Santana crap, okay? Everyone's getting crazy out there. Uh, Lorenio Pena or Gurriel Jr. Who's the drop? This is 10 team head to head. It's eight by eight though, with a bunch of stupid. Ca- okay. Forget this one. I'm not even doing that one. 14 team head to head cats. Sit one. Nelson Cruz at Charlie Morton or Christian Walker versus Chad. Cool. I need everything down 10 to, to two, but we're close and everything but average. Okay. Uh, would you sit Nelson Cruz or Christian Walker is really the question here and a 14 team head to head daily cats. With K's on the pitching side and K per nine. That seems weird. What the hell? Uh, I sit Christian Walker. Well, no. Even though it's Charlie Morton. Yeah. No, I'll sit Cruz. Charlie Morton's starting to pitch better, I think. I like where Charlie Morton's heading. I'm going to go Cruz over Christian Walker. Final answer. Uh, trade Spencer Strider for Josh Bell in a points league. Woo! In a redraft situation, I actually would do this, guys. I know that Strider struck out nine straight batters to start a game, which is unbelievable. I mean, that is just incredible. It truly is something to behold. It's something we should be like, wow, that's a victory lap for sure. Victory lap certified. But Josh Bell, to me, has been underrated this year. Look at his peripherals. Go under the hood. I'm not going to read them all to you. Josh Bell, even if he gets traded, he could go to an even better offensive situation. And Strider might get limited down the road here. This is redraft only. This is not dynasty I actually would trade Josh Bell for Strider. I would do it. I really would. And that's all I have to say about that. What have you guys been saying in the chat since I've been blowing through a few of these? Uh, By the way, also on Jeff Springs, remember, like Cortez, this guy was a nondescript reliever on a bad team before this year. But that's what the Rays do. That's okay. I know Springs will probably fall apart. But one reason I traded for Jeff Springs in my dynasty is I was desperate for any pitcher. So it wasn't like he was my number one target. Let's be clear on that. The Red Sox will get Bard. Hell yeah! Bring Daniel Bard back to the Sox. That, Bobo, that is a great call. And that definitely deserves a victory lap. Victory lap certified. I'm certifying that right now for you. Chad says, I see the logic in the Pete trade. If you think Pete is going to regress an average and OBP in the second half. Okay, that's fair. Uh, okay, uh, a couple more here. We're going to pull the plug on the show because I got to get out with my life. I got to go pick up Leanne, who's waiting for me in Canada. Someone offered me Walker Bueller for Trout. <laughs> Uh, Harold Ramirez is betting four hole at Great American Ballpark tonight. I'm predicting great things. I know Castillo has been nails lately, but his history of volatility gives me a good feeling about this one. Oh, okay. Good for you, buddy. Great. There's no question there. Uh, why did they move Paredes to seventh in the order? Is the Paredes parade over? No. It's just what the Rays do. The Rays, he was, he said seventh before. They, he had a walk-off winner against Pittsburgh. Was that about... Was that uh, the week before, weekend before last? When the week he was totally on fire, he hit that walk off against Pittsburgh and David Bednar. I believe he was seventh 
in the order in that game. Double check my math on that. That game was on a Saturday about about either a week or two weeks ago. Uh, let's see here. Standard points league with strikeouts minus one. Tyler Anderson and Yandy, Di- Yandy Diaz, Chris Bryant. So you're giving up Tyler Anderson and Yandy Diaz in a 12-team head-to-head points league where strikeouts are minus one. I assume offensive strikeouts because he didn't make it clear. So I don't really know. Bottom line is, would you do Tyler Anderson and Yandy Diaz for Chris Bryant? I would trade Tyler Anderson and Yandy Diaz for Chris Bryant. I would. If Chris Bryant is healthy and that back is not a problem, I would do that. Uh, five by five OBP redraft. Trade Bichette and Joe Ryan for Otani and Strider. Woo! Bo Bichette and Joe Ryan for Otani. Now, is it which is this the Otani where I can choose how to play Otani? Because if that's the case, I'm definitely taking this trade. I want the Otani where I can make the choices. Because to me, Otani is the number one player in fantasy. And I still believe that. I really do. So I'm taking the Otani Strider side. Uh, let's see here. Brewery, uh, oh, someone's talking about the brewery. Good for you. You guys like booze? Oh, talking IPAs. Oh, boy. Come on, get back to the baseball in here. Where's this? Oh, my God. Too much beer talk. I don't care. Here we go. 10-team head-to-head cats. Iglesias or Romano for Eovaldi and Nelson Cruz? Rizal Iglesias or Romano, I assume. So you're giving up a closer for Nathan Valdi and you get Nelson Cruz, who might get traded and could be a useful bat down the stretch? Hell yeah. I know it's a 10-team league, but I'd rather have Eovaldi and Nelson Cruz than a closer. That's just my take. Uh, One more. We'll hit the road here. Who would you guys rather have? Jose Ramirez and Craig Kimbrell or Manny Machado and Class A? Oh, I think it's Machado and Class A. Yep. Yeah, this is a 12-team 5x5 Yahoo League. I'm taking Machado and Class A. Jose Ramirez is in a rut right now, and he could be hurt. He could. So give me... I know Manny Machado had that scary thing at first base a few weeks ago, but he's okay. And he steals bases. He doesn't steal as many bases as Jose Ramirez does. But Class A is a great closer. So I think I'm taking Machado and Class A. Because Class A is over Kimbrel for me rather easily. And, uh, yeah, there it is. That's it. All right. Yeah, we did it. Okay. Anybody stick around for the whole thing? Because that was fun. We had a good time, didn't we? I think we learned a few things along the way. I know we did. Yay! That was a good time. All right. Uh, Oh, Anthony says, uh, have a beautiful weekend. I will, Anthony. You have a beautiful weekend. Right back at you. I hope it's a doozy. Uh... I just got here. <laughs> yeah, the other Anthony just got here. We got a world of two Anthonys. This has never happened in my life before. Thank you for all you do for us. Thank you for what you guys do for the show. When I'm doing a solo show, having the live chat, you guys are the co-host. So more participation is good. More of you is good. I remember Jim Rome used to say, less of you and more of me. Yeah, screw that. Come on. I am the opposite. I want connection, interaction. I want to learn from you guys and have disagreements, healthy debates. It's all good in the hood. I like it. I love it. Chad says, I think the bigger question is, which one do you trade between Rizel and Jordan? Rizel has inherent home run issues. Romano has the Rodgers factors. I've actually been concerned about... I'll give a shout-out to uh, Torres Takes on Twitter. Shout-out to my guy there, who I'm a fan of. Torres is the man. He really knows baseball. And I agreed with him. I'd actually written about it before he posted, so I just want to say I'm in agreement with him about Jordan Romano has been slipping... And he could lose that job. That might happen. I know he 
He had a save recently. He's not a lost cause, but the Blue Jays need to win and make the playoffs this year. And if Romano keeps slipping and it gets worse for him, bye, bye, bye. So something to think about there. All right. Uh, got a funeral in Ohio tomorrow. I'll get a hold of you late Saturday, early Sunday. Jasper, no rush. We'll talk this weekend. Don't sweat it. I'm glad I caught you here, too. Thanks, MJ. Thanks to everybody here. Make sure. Plausible Podcast, you follow on Twitter. Who's next up there? That's a great question. Because uh, Kimber, Kimber can't strike out anybody at all. And he, to me, he doesn't have closer stuff, even if he gets saved sometimes. Uh, I do, like, I've always liked Demi Garcia. I will say that. But I think a trade is also, see, the Red Sox and the Jays might be, they might compete over a couple of the same closers, even though Romano has looked like a clear-cut dude all season long. Um, but Yumi Garcia is hurt, so that doesn't he, uh, yeah, that doesn't help my cause. Uh, Nate Pearson, does he return? Is he no? No way. I can't rely on that. Yeah, you're right. There's not a lot. I always like Trevor Richards, but he never put it together. Sergio Romo is on the roster in the bullpen for the Jays. I mean, that's. Old man time coming through, maybe, but I'm not a big fan of that. I think they need to bolster the bullpen regardless. That's that's the bottom line. That's a really interesting question, though, Chad, and I appreciate you bringing that up. Uh, oh, God, is that... <laughs> that is the darkest timeline. Yeah, I know. It's not great. Not great. All right, so follow us on Twitter, 2Ls2Zs, Plazo Podcast. It's right behind. You can see it right here. On the, right here. Please subscribe to the YouTube. Would you share the YouTube with your friends? Let's get to 500 subscribers. We're totally independent. We're fighting against all odds here. We're outside of the system. So if you like underdogs and you want us to make it happen, give it those subs. Help us out. Make it happen, please. Uh, don't forget to follow Christopher Deary. See Deary1999 on Twitter. I'm at MJGovia. G-O-V is the Victor I-E-R. I want to thank everybody who uh, was very, very supportive to me, when I posted my video trying to look for work in this business, it was unbelievable. The response I got, it humbled me and also reminded me how important it is to connect with people and to be helpful instead of disregarding or dismissing people. Engage and connect as opposed to avoidance and pushing away, which is something I've been doing ever since I got free of those damn opioids. I found a different perspective in life where I was much more grateful a little bit, little bit less cynical. I could still be cynical, but a little bit less. So I just want to thank everybody who's ever been kind and decent to me. This world has got a lot of issues, but we seem to find the people we can kind of gravitate to who bring joy and laughs. Laughter is the best. Nothing quite like laughter. So we can, we can win some money here. We can make some friends and we can have a few laughs. I think we've had a full day. We've done well. I want to thank all of you guys for always doing that. We're growing, and I can't wait to meet more people, but I never want to lose sight of the people that have already been here. So don't think I'm taking you guys for granted because I love all you guys. I do. I'm appreciative and I'm grateful for the commentary, the challenges, the disagreements. I'm, I appreciate that. I do. You might think I'm crazy, but it's true. So thanks for uh, bumping me up when I needed a little bit of support. If anybody was doing that, anybody who did it, thank you so much. All right, that's it. Plaza Podcast is done. We're off. We'll see you in the Discord, which is free. You can find that in the Plausible Podcast Twitter handle. Give me the Discord link is at the top. All right. Let's see what Russell Crowe has to say about everything as we wrap up another week of Palazzo Podcast episode. All right, lads. Now, I know there's not a faint heart among you. And I know you're as anxious as I am to get into close action. But we must bring him right up beside us before we spring this trap. That will test our nerve. 
And discipline will count just as much as courage. The Acheron is a tough nut to crack. More than twice our guns, more than twice our numbers. And they will sell their lives dearly. They mean to take us as a prize. <laughs> and we are worth more to them undamaged. Their greed will be their downfall. England is under threat of invasion. And though we be on the far side of the world, this ship is our home. This ship is England. So it's every hand to his rope or gun, quicks the word and sharps the action. After all, surprise is on our side. <laughs>